Ricky, 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 Ricky. Hey, What's man. Up? How you doing, man? How you doing? Oh, man, I am surviving. <laughs> yeah, do, do, uh, do our listeners a favor, man, and fill them in on what exactly you are surviving right now because you've got some really exciting life changes for you, man. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. We didn't get a podcast out last week. I just had a beautiful baby girl. Um, she was born on 12-16, so that was last Saturday. So she is 1-1 one one as a Panthers fan, should be 2-0. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's still a better record than most of <laughs> most of the people listening. No kidding. Uh, but yeah, she's amazing. Um, but it's just been a lot of uh, a lot of work and a lot of no sleep. But it's all worth it because she is awesome. She's that's so right. Great. Yeah. Congratulations, man. I'm happy for you. Thanks, Missed man. doing it last week, but I know that you were busy with uh, much better things to do. And and the lack of sleep, man, it'll get there. You know, you'll, you'll yeah. feel better eventually. And at least you're not losing sleep because of the Panthers. At least you're losing sleep <laughs> over something that's worth it, you know? So you've graduated to that part of life, and I'm just excited for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, she is uh, absolutely the best. So I, it's yeah. it's so funny because we did have – we were scheduled to record. Um, and, it, and I think we were scheduled to record at, like, 10 a.m., and that yeah. day, I stayed up until like six a.m. with the girl, and I woke right. up at like what eleven thirty and texted me. I was like, "Oh, man, I'm yeah. so sorry." And, and honestly, man, when you said like, "Hey, I'm good anytime in the morning," I was like, "Okay, so he's out." <laughs> <laughs> but that's I all tried. good. Man. We we missed it. You know, we missed the recap on the Falcons game. We're not even going to really talk about that when it was rainy. The Panthers won. That's awesome. Um, but we do have at least a really fun performance that we get to talk about to recap this week. Oh because yeah, man! And it, like it was a lot of fun. Jeez, and I, I was kind of texting you when it was happening uh, when I was yeah. watching it. Uh, you had some uh, obligations uh, that day, I believe, so you didn't yeah. see it in real time. But right. man, we should have had a shot. We had a sh- like, we, that game was ours, and I just hate. And it, it's not just us that it's happened to this year. So many times the refs have just taken it away from from us or from you know from teams, yeah. and they've decided the game at, at the end. And it just is so annoying. And I'm just so, so bad about that. Yeah, that that play call, A, the call. So I, I missed like the last minute and a half, essentially, of the game. We had to drive to the opposite end of town um, for Christmas Eve. Um, but the one that I did see was, and I actually, not just the one. <laughs> Hell, there were a couple of plays and penalties that were just atrocious against the Packers. Um, the completed catch on the yeah. sideline where the ball That's was the literally one. hanging off of his back. Yeah. That is insane to me, man, that that call, and that call was a pivotal call. Yeah. Like, that was a was very, a third down. that was third, was third down. down. The defense would have gotten off the field. I believe that they, did they get and a field goal or did they get a touchdown off? They of got a field goal on that, on that drive. Field goal, and we ended up losing by a field goal. Right. So, exactly. It, it's just, it's, it's insane, man, that we look, we watch week after week in the NFL and that these kind of things keep happening. And then when you review it and they give their, you know, synopsis of how the refs did for that week and for that game, they're like, yeah, you know, he might have lost control, but we couldn't really tell. How could you not tell? There is a yeah. still shot that is going around for everyone to see of the ball not connected to his body in any way. Yeah. It's just yeah. nuts, man. And they spent forever looking at it. And I, I, five, you know how we talk about how, you know, it has to be clear and obvious. Five right. seconds in, I was like, oh, that, like it was like, and, and usually like I'll, I'll be like a little bit of a fan side of it and, and I try sure. to be objective. But that one was just like, oh, they're gonna. That's gonna be a return. It's like easy. Mm-hmm. And I was at the bar. Um, me and my me and my father in law snuck out for an hour to watch the because he's a Browns fan, so he snuck out to watch the end of the Browns and Panthers game. And uh, yeah, he was he was sitting there right there, and he was like, yeah, that's not a catch. And like other people at the bar, like yeah, like, it, it was it was literally clear and obvious. So when that happened, we were like, 
what? Incredibly <laughs> like, frustrating. Oh, so, so annoying. But we're going to look at the positive things because that win yeah. didn't, really, didn't really matter. I mean, we, sure. whatever. Um, we, it was, I think that the team, like, the, it, the morale of the team took it as a win. They all knew they were better. They all knew that if that call goes a different way, then we win the game. Um, but it, it seems like they kind of figured it out. Like they got, they all got their swag back. They all got their confidence back. Um, right. you, you, you tweeted it out with uh, DJ. When we talked to DJ, we were like, you know, when you get that, when you start having fun, when you start getting those bombs, when you start getting those back of the end zone catches, does that yeah. help? And he's like, absolutely. You know, you right. just get that energy. You get to see your, your guys succeed. You succeed. The team is uplifted. Um, did, is that what you took from the game? Because that's what I yeah. took. I, I, they just started looking like they were having fun. 100%. And, and honestly, it sounds really basic and easy to say this, and, and there's no analysis or anything that goes with it, right? But even just being able to celebrate and dance in an end zone after a hell of a catch or a hell of a throw, and you're dancing with your teammates, it's that little thing right there that's just like, hey, this is why we're playing this game. Remember, like, we're playing to have fun. We're playing a game that kids play. We're playing it at the highest level, and we're getting paid millions of dollars to do it. We've committed our entire lives to doing it, right? But the objective of the game outside of winning, which is the clear and obvious objective, right. is to have fun doing it, man. Like, it's a game, and these guys look like they had a really good time. Bryce Young, we've talked about this um, during his stretch where he was really just having a hard time, right? Like, I thought after the Dolphins game up until maybe um, right up leading into that Falcons game in the monsoon, it just looked like he wasn't having any fun playing football. Right. And he looked like he had lost almost the desire to be playing football at times. Like, he, he was defeated in these press conferences. There was nothing really redeemable from the games that you could pull and say, hey, at least Bryce got to experience this, right, like as a rookie. And I know that we focus a lot on Bryce Young, but it's because he's our franchise quarterback. Mm -hmm. And because as he goes, this franchise will go for the, at least the next few years. We have tied our, our ship directly to his anchor. This is what it is, right? Um, but in this game, man, and I do think that the confidence from the Atlanta game played a big part in this, right? Mm -hmm. Because that game-winning drive that he facilitated against the Falcons, it carried over. And maybe not right away. I saw a lot of fans that were getting bent out of shape a little bit about some of the misses in the first quarter. He overthrew Thielen on a pass that he definitely should have hit him on, right? But it's one incompletion. And people are so amped up and ready to be like, ah, look, I told you it was a fluke last week when he hit those difficult passes. He can't complete passes. Hey, hey, just wait. Because what he did again is when he found his rhythm. And interesting enough, that rhythm kind of coincided with benching Nash Jensen. I don't know why Nash Jensen got that start on Sunday. Uh, he's an undrafted rookie that everyone likes. I, I understand the story. We've wanted to see what he could do compared to the other eight guys that have played that position. But he struggled mightily, and there was no reason to put him in after Gabe Jackson looked good in that Falcons game. Gabe Jackson comes in. He solidifies that offensive line a little bit. We run directly behind him. The pass pro is better with him. That is when Bryce kind of turned that corner, I thought. I thought that once he started feeling better about his protections, he started trusting it a little bit more and letting it fly. Um, just real quick for Bryce's stats. He was 23 of 36 for 312 yards, two touchdowns, and zero turnovers. Everybody was talking about waiting for that breakout game, right? That's what everyone said. Can he even do it? C.J. Stroud throws for 300. 
Will Levis throws big, deep passes. Will Levis also looks like an asshole, too. But, <laughs> um, but Bryce Young, he had his game. For all the people that just wanted a statistical game, he had it. He showed you it's in him. He showed you he can do it. I don't care that it was against the Packers because, you know what, they're still an NFL football team. That yeah. doesn't matter, man. You don't get to say that. And, and, and especially the Bryce detractors, I don't want to hear you moving the goalposts on what you specifically asked for. There were people literally asking for a 300-yard multiple touchdown game. He gave it to you. So that's just a big old pill that at this point you got to eat. You have to eat that. You have to say that you were wrong about saying it wasn't in him. He did it. He looked great doing it. The team looked like they bought into him. Just a really fun game, man. I mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. Yeah, three weeks ago, uh, the Packers held the Chiefs to 19 points. So, like, and who's the, who's the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs? Patrick Mahomes. So mm-hmm. let's not let's right, that guy. let's let's not just dismiss the uh, the Packers. I believe that was without right. Jair Alexander. Jair Alexander played in this game. Oh. And, DJ Ch- and not only did he play, he was a self-appointed. <laughs> <laughs> and DJ Chark, uh, he looked pretty good against him. So, um, Hell yeah, uh, man. I was so happy for DJ because, uh, you know what, man? It's those deep passes. That's it. And that's mm-hmm. what everyone says. Why aren't we throwing the deep passes? Why can't we do it? Look, he, he had the opportunities of protection last mm-hmm. week. Yeah. He had the time. He had the trust and confidence. He had rhythm in his game. And he took those chances. That's mm-hmm. what we all expected to see. And I do want to make one more point. When we talk about Bryce Young, everybody always wants to say that when he has a good game or when he puts together a good drive, hey, that's Bama Bryce. We're seeing Bama Bryce again. I want to, I want to pose a, an idea. How about when Bryce Young delivers these game-winning drives, when he delivers these masterful performances, when he is elusive in the pocket and is just a nightmare for the defense and for the defensive coordinator? How about we call that Carolina Bryce Young? <laughs> That's what <laughs> it is. is, man. That's what we drafted. That is what we are looking for. That's a franchise quarterback. Carolina Bryce Young showed up against the Packers on Sunday. And I can't wait to see more of those performances personally. Yeah. And just so just so we're clear, only three teams this year scored 30 against the Packers. Only hmm. three. So hmm. Look at us, that. us, the Buccaneers, and the Lions were the only ones that scored 30. And if we want to talk about some other things for Bryce, just to go ahead and cross them off the list. His longest completed air distance throw was 38.6 yards. So he can throw the ball further than 10 yards like everyone seems to think he cannot do. Um, there's a lot of people that say that he's too slow to um, get get past defenders and that, and that he's too small. And if he is so small, he should be way faster. Hey, do you know who the fastest ball carrier was for the Carolina Panthers according to NFL Next Gen Stats? Tell me. It was Bryce Young. Locked <laughs> in at 19 Point three five miles per hour. And he looked like he was jogging. Like, he looked like he was jogging. And for reference to that, Aaron Jones was the fastest for the Packers. And we all know that Aaron Jones is a dynamic running back, right? He was locked no. in at 19.72 miles per hour. And he got loose a couple times. So don't tell me that Bryce Young is too slow. Don't tell me that he's too small. Don't tell me he doesn't have the arm. He showed every single bit of what he can do. And and it not not coincidentally, I think it comes in with Thomas Brown finding some confidence yes, and, and starting to define his footing yep. and, and trusting that what he thinks is right can be right. He's not right. relying on what somebody has told him he should right. be doing in situations, right? We, we've been pretty critical on him for the situational play calling, third mm-hmm. and fourth and shorts and things like that. I think that in those situations, man, he didn't have personal experience calling those plays, right? 
he has it now. And I think we've seen him look back on that experience that he's accumulated as the offensive coordinator and play caller, and he's putting it to good use right now. He's not being cute. He's not overthinking. He is going back to what he has personally seen work with this football team, with this quarterback they called a damn quarterback sneak for Bryce Young. Yes, they did. Oh my How God. about it, man? <laughs> How about hey, it? Hey, look, this, NF- this Carolina Panthers team played a NFL football game, I think, on Sunday against the Packers, and I'm happy to see it. It sucks that on the one week that we have seen this offense put it all together, our defense had a down first half. That's a bummer. Yeah. I do think that they stood up when they needed to in the second half. I think that they got the required stops to kind of help the offense facilitate that almost come back in the in the second half. Um, but it wasn't as complimentary of a game as you would have anticipated from this defense. But yeah. you know what, man? I'm not going to sit here and, and hammer away on those guys. They've been sturdy all season yeah. when the offense has been asking them to carry them. Maybe yeah. they were tired, man. It was Christmas Eve. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it is what it is. But I'm just really excited because I think we saw the exact potential and the glimpses that we've all been looking for out of this team. Yeah, and that offense, that Packers offense has been great lately. So, I mean, last weeks before us, they had 20, 22 points, 27 points, 29 points, 23 points. Like, they're putting up 20 against yeah. everybody. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like – they're good offense. They, I mean, they, yeah. It's a tough offense to stop. So, um, and they do we, the ball- – we, we, we did forget about a couple players. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But I'm really yeah. excited because we get to talk about, like, fun things that people did well. Yeah, let me do one, one quick one quick stat on um, on Bryce. You know what he did that no other uh, top tier rookie quarterback did last week? What's that? Played an NFL game. So <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. The durability <laughs> questions have to be gone too at this point, right? Yeah. The only other quarterback that started a game last week was Aiden O'Connell. And and the good news is, I do think that it, from all the looking that I've seen, uh, CJ Stroud should be back this week. So good for him that he's healthy because that. That concussion thing is a scary thing when you miss multiple weeks, man. That always gives yep. me like the heebie-jeebies on that. Um, but yeah, dude, that durability thing, too small, can't take NFL hits. Get the hell out of here. Dude. Yeah, so been, silly. And he's been hit all year. It's not like he's standing yeah. behind a great offensive line, and that's why he hasn't been tested. No, dude, he's been crushed all year, and he's and he's yep. doing it. He put his body on the line in that two-point conversion that he did convert but came back because of a holding call. I mean, he's not scared of it either, yeah. you know? I, it's just It's really nice to see Bryce play well. One of the guys that he was playing well with was Tommy Tremble. Oh, and, man. Nice game. We have been, I've been a big Tommy Tremble fan since training camp. I think we both have touted the fact that if anybody on this team in the tight end room had the goods to break out and be a much bigger performer than what we've seen from them, it's Tremble. Tremble has the goods when it comes to blocking, right? We know that he is probably our best pass blocker and run blocker as a tight end on this team. You, some mm-hmm. might argue Ian Thomas. I don't know, man. I think that Tremble's taken a step this year with the blocking as well. So I would put him as my preferred blocker in, in line as a tight end. Um, from a pass catching standpoint, Hurst is dealing with that really scary injury right now with the uh, traumatic mm. amnesia from from the concussion. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't want to like not necessarily like crap on Hayden Hurst. Yeah. But he also didn't play well before that, right? right. Like he had drops, and and his calling card is Mr. Reliable, great sure hands. That's what he did for Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Was very excited about that coming here to Carolina. That didn't translate, and that's okay, man. Like, sometimes it doesn't. This offense sucked. It wasn't a great offense. Anyways, Thielen was occupying a lot of that uh, middle of the field and intermediate range that the tight ends would get their work in. So there's a lot of uh, factors into it. But Tommy Tremble, 
has started to put together these plays where you're seeing it. You're just seeing this yard after reception, right? Like being able to barrel through a guy, being able to run past a guy, being able to jump over a guy like he did in Miami. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's just starting to really put it together. Do you know who our um, receiver who had the most average separation on the day was for the Carolina Panthers? Was it Tommy Tremble? Tommy Tremble. Wow. 3.61 yards average separation for him. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty that's, good, that's man. Wild, yeah. That's that's pretty impressive. And and it also shows, I think, that Thomas Brown was set on using him. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that that's a scheme operation as well of getting him into space and into areas where he can make a play happen with the ball in his hands. Thielen was second with about where he normally is, right under three yards, 2.9. Chark, and here's the great thing about DJ Chark, how great of a game he had. Chark had six receptions on eight targets for 98 yards and two touchdowns. His average separation was only 1.7 yards. Yeah. I mean, that's his game, man. He's not going to blow by you. He's not going to create this, this separation. But his contested catch ability and his ability to do that late hands where he grabs it and, and catch it over somebody, dude, what a hell of a ball player he is. Oh, man. man. And I'm I'm not saying that he hasn't had some really critical drops this year because he has, dude. And there's no reason to absolve that, right? I think he would be the first to tell you he'd be disappointed in some of the drops that he's had in crucial situations. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't phase him, man. This is a dude that we talked about, his perseverance and, and things like that from the uh, personal standpoint of his family and what he's endured in his life and in his career with injuries. You're seeing it, man. He mm-hmm. comes back and it doesn't weigh on it. He goes back and he's ready to play, and I'm really happy for the guy. I think it could continue next week. Um, I would love to see DJ Chark back here in a Carolina Panthers uniform after this year. I think that he's got a great rapport with Bryce Young. And I think he adds something to this offense that you get in another rookie receiver or or a big-time free agent. Jonathan Mingo starts to develop. Let DJ be that veteran receiver, man, because I think that he's got that exact thing in him. with That voice in the locker room we crave, if you've heard his post-game comments the past two games, he's done it, man. He's he's talking about it. He's like, we believe in each other. We see this week in and week out. This is the guy that's banging that keep pounding drum right now. Yeah. This offense, and I love it, man. Yeah, yeah, I, and I think Bryce finally took over the. All right, follow me, guys. Like none of these vets are going to step up. Follow me, and yeah. man, and when he has that, ah, I, I like it, man. I like everything I saw. Yeah. I, 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 I think that, I think that yes, we need some more talent, a little bit, a yeah. little more talent. Yeah. But I think they're starting to finally believe, and like that's all it takes. Um, we'll get into this a little bit l- later, but I just got a report that Trevor Lawrence is out this weekend. Um, wow. okay. so we're going to think about that before we get to the preview. Uh, wow. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, yeah. That's, Trimble, a, that's a difference maker. That's a difference maker. Trevor being out. And, and then one last difference maker to talk about the Packers real quick. Nice segue. I like that. That was a little professional thing there. Um, <laughs> ISM. Oh man, man. They got him involved, didn't they? And that was a nice thing. Cause talk about uh, keep pounding guy. Talk about a key pounding guy, right? That dude epitomizes it. And and they finally are saying, instead of it just being like a, hey, earn it on special teams and we'll try to figure out how to get you a play or two. No, they schemed up some plays, man. Yeah, This kid showed every bit of electricity that he has told everybody he has. That's one of my favorite things about it. Yep. You don't have to question what he brings to the table because he's going to tell you. Like, he will straight up say, oh, I'm faster than everybody else on the other side of that field. He's like, I'm gonna bring a dynamic play. I'm not gonna quit. I'm gonna get in the end zone. And then when I get in the end zone, I'm gonna dance my ass off. I love <laughs> it, man. Like, can we keep him around? Can we get him more involved? Please. Because, and and you know, they don't, they still don't get him super involved in the pass game. 
And that's okay for right now, right? They're okay. still working that out. Thomas Brown's still getting comfortable with what each of these <laughs> players can do in that aspect. Right. But Thomas has identified that he has a dynamic player in Amir Smith-Marset. And he's getting him the ball. He's scoring touchdowns. He's making chunk plays. And he's keeping a defense honest. We can start to run these fake end-arounds, right? These double motions, these, these sweet plays. We can start to run things that are only available because of the threat that a guy mm. like ISM brings to the table. And, man, that is crucial to opening up Thomas Brown's playbook, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> I was looking at him uh, like after the um, game on Sunday, and I look at his Twitter profile. His bio says, I'm him. Yeah. I Hell love yeah. that guy. I love Best that guy. bio in the game, man. <laughs> oh, man. All right, yeah, so I think we pretty much hit on, uh, I mean, the offense is what we can really talk about. The defense, it was a, it was a bad game for the defense overall. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Packers have been playing outstanding offense, so right. um, let's, we can just move on to um, just to the news, uh, sure. what, what's being touted in the news. It kind of looks like that Ben Johnson is the overwhelming favorite to be the head coach next year if he wants it. Have you been hearing that? Have you been hearing anything else? What's your take on that? Yeah, Ben Johnson, I mean, you see all the reports, right? And and now the report comes out about Ben Johnson's supposed asked salary, like the minimum requirement of $15 million per year. I don't know what the purpose of that is necessarily. And 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 his agent uh, refuted it. His agent came out and said, that's a crazy thing. No one ever said that. Like, that's news to me. But then Justina Anderson kind of stood on business with her first initial report and said, I'm telling you that, like, this is something that has been confirmed through my source. I'm not going to name my sources or or try to delegitimize my sources, but she's standing on it. She's saying that that report is a real one. It doesn't scare away Panthers fans from wanting Ben Johnson because it doesn't scare David Tepper to pay that money. David Tepper's already paid similar money, right? And and it's not something that I think he would shy away from if he gets the guy that he very clearly, like you just said, I mean, it's pretty evident, man. He wants Ben Johnson, right? Mm -hmm. And I get it. I get why I want Ben Johnson. I think he's my preferred number one choice for head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some other guys that we've spoken about that I'm high on as well. But Ben Johnson, dude, he he brings the goods. He's got the offensive mind. He seems to have like the leadership style. The, he's got a focus. It's not just on like a quarterback or a running back. He's got a entire fully encompassed view of how an offense can run. And I think that his philosophy is very easily transferred to a defensive coordinator of saying, hey, look, we're going to scheme to the guys that we have on this team. I want you to be flexible, adaptable, and do this. Um, as far as what that means, though, for everyone else on this staff, right? Because I think that's the thing. What's the ripple wave that happens if Ben Johnson is the guy? And we all really like Ajiro Evero, right? Mm-hmm. I think that we've all kind of tied ourselves to saying that he's one of the better defensive coordinators in the game. Oh yeah, yeah. But he's done with this unit with all of the injuries and lack of talent that we have. He's put together a pretty good defense, man. Oh yeah. Um, I think that there's a possibility that Ben Johnson could retain Evero if Evero yeah. has interest in that. Yeah. Um, Thomas Brown, I think that his time would be over here. Mm-hmm. And, and so here's the thing about Thomas Brown, man. And I'm glad that you bring up Johnson because it does make me kind of want to talk a little bit about Thomas Brown, if that's all right with you. Yeah. Um, I feel bad for how this has all transpired for Thomas Brown. And I know yeah. that we kind of touched on it, but I'm starting to feel almost worse about it because you're starting to see him coming into his own and he's still executing a playbook 
that, yeah, it was touted as very collaborative and using um, elements from Brown, from Reich, from Caldwell. That's how it was explained. But when you watch the offense being executed, it's very Frank Reich. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like it yeah, just yeah. is, man. It it has a lot of obvious shades of what he's done in Indy, mm-hmm. and even to an extent, some of the things in Philly a, a while ago. Um, but not as much. It's more so the recent Indy project. Um, it sucks for Thomas Brown because I think that if he were able to implement more of that McVeigh system, that you know that he is much more comfortable running. I don't have doubts about Thomas Brown's leadership ability or his ability to learn and adapt. Mm-hmm. One of my biggest gripes I had with this staff for the first 12, 13 games was the inability to recognize things, identify them, and change them for the better. Mm. I think Thomas has shown the ability to do that. And I know that he's a big believer of Bryce Young. And I know that Bryce Young enjoys playing for Thomas Brown and that they have a really symbiotic brain trust of a relationship, right? I wish that could continue, man. I really do. But the only way I can see that continuing is if Thomas Brown were named head coach. And Mm. I think that that's a long shot. Not not something that I would be like horribly upset with necessarily, but I think it's a long shot when there are other candidates that are going to not only be sexier candidates, but that probably make a little bit more sense and carry more experience. Yeah, I just think you have to. Like there is a possibility, like, um, Ben Johnson uh, was underneath Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor was underneath McVeigh. Similar ideologies, I guess. Um, but you just need a different. If you're doing another offensive coach, you got to need. Again, it's a different offensive voice. You can't have the same right. offensive voice there. So it's like right. you kind of have to. Even though I think Ben Johnson wouldn't mind having Brown there, mm-hmm. it just it just muddies things, you know. Um, so I think you're right, and I think this was. I, I still stand by. I think this was Brown's job to lose. And I think that he just hasn't shown enough. Maybe he yeah. does over the next two games. Um, but yeah, I, I think that Ben Johnson. Question: What happens if Bryce Young, right? If Bryce Young in this offense puts together multiple three hundred yard passing performances, and they could with the defenses multiple, they're going with against, the defenses that they're going to face. I mean, Jacksonville is a bottom of the league pass defense, so especially over the last seven weeks, and so is Tampa. So you get a chance here that he really could rattle off with some confidence built in, within this team. You could you could see some good performances at the end. Is that enough to make you kind of pause for a second? Probably not on a guy like Ben Johnson, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. But let's just say that Ben Johnson says, hey, look, I appreciate the interest. Thank you for the offer. I think I've got a bigger fish to fry at a place like the Chargers with Justin Herbert or something along the line. As long as it's not Atlanta. As long as it's not. Well, yeah, I I highly doubt that Ben Johnson is going to look at these two situations, say I could work with Bryce Young or I could go down to Atlanta and work with uh, what? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, theoretically, you bring his own guy in. <laughs> yeah, well, sure. But who are you going to bring in? But that's, that's true. Thing, man. I think that yeah. he's going to look at Bryce Young. I really do think that Ben Johnson could be one of the coaches that believes in Bryce yeah, Young the way Thomas Brown does. And yep. so when you look at what he's able to do with Jared Goff, why couldn't he do something very similar with Bryce? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah I'm with you um, for, for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, what do you what, what are you gonna do? Are you keep uh, talking about coaches, or do you want to go on to the, the the Jags preview? No, yeah, we can go into the Jags because I mean I think Ben Johnson is the one, right? Yeah. And if Ben Johnson wants the job, 
Tepper's going to give it to him. Yeah, I agree. Outside I agree. of that, I mean, we've got a lot of other candidates, but we can talk about them when the season's over. Yeah, exactly. You know? um, yeah, and a little note on, um, so we get the Jags without Lawrence, and that defense is not very good. Two, if Tampa wins tomorrow or on Sunday against um, the Saints, they lock up the division, and they right. might sit guys on, on the last game of the season. So right. um, he could definitely put up some numbers if he, if he, um, he's got a good, he's had a good couple weeks to, to show off what he can do. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's move on to the Jacksonville preview. We don't have, they don't have Bethard. So I, they don't, don't have Lawrence. They do have, Bethard. They, they, sorry, they don't have Lawrence. <laughs> they have Bethard. Ah, this could, <laughs> let, let me give you thoughts that, first. Let, let me give you thoughts first. That makes it really interesting to me. Um, yep. because when you look at the statistical ranks for this team and you just look at what their strengths are, their passing game is what they're good at. And their passing game relies on Trevor Lawrence. And Lawrence hasn't been like a a world-beating quarterback so far this year. You mm-hmm. want to talk about the people we talked earlier about like, hey, I want to see a 300-yard performance for Bryce Young with multiple touchdowns. Guess how many 300-yard performances Trevor Lawrence has this year? Oh, God. How many? Two. Wow. Two. That's one more than Bryce Young. And everyone's talking about Bryce Young's a bust. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is a six foot six, 240-pound laser rocket arm quarterback. And he's got one more of those than Bryce Young. And now it's not all about statistics. It doesn't matter how many 300. That's just that's just me showing that it's very right. foolish to try to make that some barometer of somebody being good, right? Because I think anybody would take a shot on Trevor Lawrence being their franchise quarterback. Right. Um, but they're eighth in the league in pass yards, right? They're 27th in the league in rushing yards. That's a pretty big swing. Now, granted, the Carolina Panthers' obvious deficiency on defense is their rush defense and mm-hmm. Aaron Jones and the Packers just exploited that last week. Could Travis Etienne have a big game? Absolutely. He could, but do the Panthers know that the Jaguars need Travis Etienne to have a big game this week right. to win? We right. sure do. And if you give Evero a schematic advantage or a, a, a little bit of a heads up on what the game plan might be, I trust him to match that with some serious, um, emphasis on stopping the run you know what i mean i don't feel that worried about cj bethard beating us yeah they got calvin ridley but calvin ridley's had a lot of like eh games with trevor lawrence so yeah. i'm not going to conserve myself with cj bethard throwing it to him or yeah. Evan um <laughs> now from a defensive standpoint this is what we were just talking about there's a real possibility for us to build off of this momentum that bryce young is building over the last seven games, according to Sharp Football Analysis, the Jaguars' pass defense has allowed a whopping 70.5% completion rate. Wow. And they've allowed 8.4 yards per pass attempt in that span. That is wow. that is major. Like, that is easily league-leading, right? But then you look at what Bryce Young has struggled with and then what he has done in the past week or two. He came into last week completing a league low 39.3% of passes thrown 10 or 10 yards or further with only one touchdown and with five interceptions on those throws. Last week alone, Bryce Young went 11 of 20. That's 55% on those same throws with two touchdowns. Wow. And you're going to throw him up against a defense that is basically saying, do you want to see how good you can be playing against <laughs> us? I love that prospect, man. Not only for the Carolina Panthers, not only for Bryce Young, 
but for me as a fan. <laughs> because I have a good feeling that with decent weather permitting, we should be able to see a game that kind of mimics that Packers game. And that Packers game was the most fun game I've watched this year for the Panthers. Oh, yeah. All I'm looking for is for some fun and for good performances from Bryce Young in this offense. The defense, man, I think they're going to have a nice game against C.J. Beathard. I I am in the championship of my fantasy football league for the third straight year, by the way. Um, <laughs> I am in the championship, and I am highly considering grabbing that Panthers defense and streaming them. Well, because I think that there's a real chance that they could get a turnover or two if they put the emphasis against the run. I don't know, man. Maybe they're able to hold this Jaguars team to 14, 15 points. I think that Bryce Young can get 20 points on this def- or on this Jaguars defense. Wow. Now, yeah. they're not good. The, the Jaguars are good against the run. That's where we're going to have to kind of like figure out how much do we want to commit to that, right? They're only allowing 3.7 yards per carry. That's fifth best in the league. Um, they their defense for on the year is tenth in rushing yards. They're nineteenth in points or points allowed. They're 29th in pass yards. So that's exactly what you're talking about. And they're also twenty seventh in sacks. So they don't get a ton of pressure. They allow a lot of throwing yardage, but they don't let you run the ball well. I think this spells like a uh, Bryce Young continuance of that momentum, man. Yeah, and he will have. More wins than Trevor Lawrence did at this point in his career. <laughs> if, he, if he wins this week. So. And you know what, man? We look at these career trajectories, right? That's what yeah. we did. We did this at the beginning, man, when everyone was throwing a fit and the sky was falling about Trevor yeah. Lawrence. It's actually the one where you were sick and you were out that week. Oh, you were at the bachelor party and I did the show myself. Mm. It was in that one where I, I talked about the really great quarterbacks that had awful starts to their career and how everyone would have freaked out about them nowadays because we have social media and all of those fun things. But it was like Troy Aikman, Peyton Manning, mm. Trevor Lawrence was in there too because Trevor Lawrence had a garbage rookie year. Since 12 season. touchdowns to 17 interceptions. That's right. But I don't think that anyone gave up on Trevor Lawrence, no. right? Because he's big. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Because he's a big dude and he played at Clemson and won national championships. Bryce is a small dude. I mm-hmm. get it, man. And you know what? I, I don't want to like harp on this too much, but since we're doing this show late in the week, there has been one other thing that's going on, and I want to say that Bryce Young, Bryce Young looked very quarterbacky last week, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. that's the thing that I believe her name was Monse said about Lamar Jackson for not being able to be the MVP is because she wants her quarterback to look quarterbacky, <laughs> whatever the hell that means. Let me let me say first of all, there is nothing more quarterbacky than playing quarterback in the National Football League. <laughs> it is the highest level of professional football that you can play, and you're playing the quarterback position. It doesn't get any quarterbackier than that. And you could say, and she says, oh, he's just an elite athlete. or You know what I mean? He's just an mm-hmm. incredible athlete. No, he's a quarterback who just so happens to also be an incredible <laughs> athlete. That is a major gift and opportunity, man. Like, I, it's such a crazy thing, but you know what? Bryce Young is kind of very similar in my mind. Not that he can do the things that Lamar Jackson does, but because he doesn't look quarterbacky. He's small, and he and you know everyone thought that he couldn't throw the ball accurately. He couldn't see over a line, and he's just going to get hit. And he's not fast enough to run away. If he's playing quarterback in the NFL, he's quarterbacky. Let's mm-hmm. just leave it at that, right? And. Yeah. and Trevor Lawrence is the one that everyone points to and says, oh, he's so quarterbacky because he's a six foot six white guy that could throw the football all over the field. But there's a lot more that goes into it, right? 
And I just thought that that was an interesting thing that we could point out real quick. Sorry for going on that tangent, but I saw it. I saw it this morning was the first time I saw this quarterbacky thing. Mm-hmm. And it was just wild to say that he can't be MVP because he hasn't blown everybody out every single week. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Another thing that Bryce Young has that's different than Lawrence is he's going to play football this week. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is the first game. This is the first game that Trevor Lawrence has missed in his professional career, right? My point of all this is yeah. there's everyone gets hurt. Like you can't just look at a guy and be like, oh, well, he's too small. He's going to get hurt. It's like, what? <laughs> the Richardson's like the biggest dude in football. Everyone's going to get hurt. Everyone's going to have bad days. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is the National Football League where they play 17 games a year now of giant dudes hitting each other constantly. <laughs> At the fastest speeds that they can get to before they hit you. Yeah. If you don't get hurt, you're a modern like Marvel, right? Like it's like Cal Ripken, but Cal Ripken was playing baseball, right? Like this is just something that like it's going to happen. Bryce has missed one game with an ankle injury. If you have a 300 pound guy fall on your ankle, you're probably not going to be able to do shit next week. <laughs> That's just the way that life works, man. Like I can tell you that right now. Miss, I was, I was a, uh, I'm five nine. I was probably five seven and a half, five eight, maybe in high school. Um, and I used to play really good basketball, right? And they used to be very, very good. Um, and then um, everybody got tall. Everybody else I, grew, right? Everybody else grew, and I, yeah, <laughs> I said the same. And I used to go up against these, uh, Jimmy Graham. I played basketball against Jimmy Graham, and Jimmy Graham's been six seven since he was like in middle school. And you know what I learned at a very, very young age is that when you're little. You protect yourself. You don't. You don't. You don't take hits, and you don't get hurt. Right. And you know what? Maybe we look around and see Russell Wilson. He doesn't miss a lot of games. Kyler yeah. Murray, you got an ACL tear, but other than that, doesn't miss a lot of games. Right. They kind of. They kind of know how not to get hurt. Um, so almost like the, the smaller guys kind of are better at <laughs> not getting hurt. Oh, that's a fair point, man. I like that. Yeah. Um, also, something that Trevor Lawrence did in his rookie year. Uh, played spoiler to the Indianapolis Colts the last game of the season, and they didn't go to the playoffs. We have that chance this week. We can probably pretty much knock the Jags out of the playoffs if we beat them. And, you um, know, it's like the third straight week, though, that we've been presented with this opportunity, right, to to put a hindrance in somebody else's plans for a postseason berth. And you hear, like, the pregame uh, interviews with our players. Like, so do you have any added motivation for these weeks of being able to stop somebody from making the play? Like, hell yeah. yeah. If I'm going to be sitting on the couch, somebody else is coming with me. I love yeah. that. So yeah. is that is that a sign that this team really is starting to gel together? And maybe it, sorry, Frank, but maybe it took him getting out of the way for this team to find that identity that we were craving them to find because mm-hmm. they definitely seem to be playing a little bit more for each other right now than I had seen them previously. Yeah. And is that the motivation to come out here and win this game? Also, you know, it just feels good. You know, like they got a piece of that, like, oh man, this feels good. We're dancing yeah. in the end zone. We get to do what all these other guys have been doing for, like, yeah. the Raiders feel that right now, you know? Like, the Raiders trash for years now. Yeah. And mostly because they've had Derek Carr as their quarterback. So, but, you know, now <laughs> they're starting to feel yeah. good now that he's gone. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're getting that. I mean, they're having a lot of fun. So I think that kind of is like an addiction, and hopefully that leads into the like uh, um, Steve Smith, uh, not Steve Smith, uh, uh, Jonathan Stewart talks about that in uh, their pod is that when we went seven, eight, and one, and we got that taste, that's what propelled us into the that's next it. year going yep. fifteen and one. Is that when you get a little bit of taste, man, it feels so good that you you kind of want it more and more and more. Hopefully yep. we see us build on that. 
Anything else in the game that you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, I also am just hoping to see that the offensive line can continue on a little bit of improvement that we've seen. And so there's a lot that goes into this, too, with the offensive line. I don't think that it's they just magically become better players than they were at the beginning of the year. We have um, implemented or or used a little bit more of that power run scheme a little bit more um, that has paid dividends, but also the shifts in motions that we're seeing. And we have talked about this for a long time. It is very beneficial, right, for an offensive line to have that guessing by the defense to keep them on their toes and to cause that slight hesitation. You want to talk about how do you make more time for your quarterback in the pocket? You, if you stop the defenders from being able to just pin their ears back and go, if there's misdirection that they have to account for and, and different nuances to an offense that they have to wonder about and they can't just feel 100% confident that, hey, look, they're lining up at 11 personnel and they just moved this guy over to the right side. They're going to run it over there. Or this is the same pistol formation we've seen eight times in a row. They're going to throw the ball. It's all of these different nuances that we're seeing. I really am going to be watching against Jacksonville, who doesn't generate a ton of pressure. Um, I'm going to be watching to see what we do with those shifts in motions to almost create an even more uh, secure pocket for Bryce Young to be able to operate in. Because I do think that with that time and against this secondary, we can see a very successful day. I like what the offensive line has done. I want Gabe Jackson to be starting. I don't want any more of the Nash Jensen experiment right now while Gabe Jackson is <laughs> Look, man, maybe Nash – and Nash showed Nash showed ability. It's not like he is a complete bum of a player and he shouldn't be playing. I don't agree with that. I do think that he's an undrafted free agent rookie player that did not start for a reason for 13 games. And, and then when he has started, he's had some issues. If you have a better option right now in Gabe Jackson, you put him out there because it's also helping Bryce Young. And the last two games are all about seeing what Bryce Young and this offense have to bring to the table for next season, where to build off of and what the strengths are. That is something that has helped a lot is Gabe Jackson. So start him over there at that right guard position. Cade Mays didn't even look god-awful um, over on the left side. I thought that he looked okay. Icky looked okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There's just a lot that you can help your team do here, man. And in mm-hmm. the the run game has also been beneficial. I think that they got to stay with the run in this one too. Even though the Jags have a stingy run defense, you got to do it. Like you still have to commit to that and stay balanced. I think that the minute that you abandon that, then the Jaguars probably can commit to more pressure and and more blitzing and getting after and sending extra defenders because they know that that's what your game plan is. So stay balanced, continue on what we've done with the last two weeks of game plans, and hopefully our defense gives us an even better opportunity this week than last week. Yeah. We're also, like, not facing – we're finally not facing, like, the best pass rushers in the league. Man, we've gone against uh, Cam Jordan and Granderson. We've gone against um, uh, Jeffrey Simmons. We've gone against Micah Parsons. We've gone against – all these Aiden Hutchinson, we've gone against all these dudes. It's like, oh wait, not every team is like this. Like we can well, and the Jaguars have Josh Allen, who is a, a hell of a pass rusher. He's really good. But when it's one pass rusher, yeah. right? And right. it's not a and it's not this physical, I'm gonna dominate and take over a game pass rusher, right? You can team against it. It's what a lot of teams do against Brian Burns, right? Correct. There are ways to minimize one player's efficiency against you if they don't have a plethora of players. Yeah, correct. Yeah, we, we're not going against uh, uh, Lawrence and Parsons. We're not going against right, Granderson right. and Cam Jordan. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, um, so yeah, so I I think we're I think we look we're, we 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 our offensive lines played bad, but we've also 
been playing really, really great uh, pass sure. rushers and great defenses. Um, not, I don't, I'm not saying the Saints are great defense. I'm saying that they have really good pass they have, rushers. They have pieces, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and pass rushers is what you know gets them these interceptions where they make everybody look bad. It's not necessarily because their uh, cornerbacks are excellent. Um, yeah. Any, anything else you want to talk about this game? Man, I don't think so. I think that that's. I think that uh, honestly, like the Trevor Lawrence being out is a really big situation. Obviously, yeah, and that will change. I don't know that it will necessarily change the outcome of the game, but it definitely changes the probability of the outcome of this game being favorable for the Panthers in my mind. Yeah. <clears throat> um, let's go. Yeah. Let's go to score predictions. <sighs> well, wait real quick, real quick. Yeah. Do we know? Uh, I know there was four questionable players for this game for the Panthers, right? Yeah. Okay. So sorry. Um, we probably should talk about that. Uh, yeah, I Hill, about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, his Hill is out. Um, yes. And then we have three. That's Luvu, uh, Horn, and um, Icky. Okay. Icky and uh, Frankie Luvu are pretty much going to play. Uh, Horn had two uh, DMPs and one uh, limited practice. Okay. It feels like he's going to play, but that's what I'm most worried about because it's a toe issue and toes right. for cornerbacks. Not, not the best I hate that, because JC, JC has been balling since he's been back, too, man. He's looked exactly Excellent. like that that elite corner that we all know he can be when he's healthy. I just, man, that worries me a lot to have another lower extremity injury pop up like this. I, it just really sucks, man. I hope that he's okay. I hope that it's a very mild uh, situation that he can play through these next two weeks. Cause you know, yeah. it'll, it'll be big too, if he can play through it for the next two weeks, and then he gets the big off season. Um, it's not like we're in contention for the playoffs. So if, if he can bear down and play through the next two and it's not, overly detrimental to him long-term. Um, I would love to see that. Not not, not as like, a, I need a commitment from him that he can play through injury. That's not it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. it would be really nice to know that it's not serious and that he does want to uh, finish the year out with his guys, which I'm sure he does. I mean, he's itching to get back out there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, now, now, Trevor Lawrence being out is probably a little bit of a silver lining that if Troy Hill is already out, if JC can't go, um, maybe it's not as dire of a situation as it would have been to have Trevor throwing dots to Evan Ingram and, and Calvin Ridley out there. So, yeah, I, I guess that that does play into it, too. But Frankie being out there for the defense is huge. Yeah, yeah. I um, I, yeah, I don't think that – it seems like he's he's going to be okay. He's had two limited Good. practices in a row. I, I think okay. that he'll be fine. Um, but, yeah, usually toe injuries, there's not like a – and I'm not a doctor, but it usually <laughs> means that it's a pain tolerance thing. Like you're right. not gonna like right. the worst thing that happens when you break your toe. I mean, like right. I don't I don't know what <laughs> then you're out for <laughs> like two weeks. I, I don't know. Like I, I have no idea. Um, but it kind of seems like that would be like a, a pain tolerance thing. Um right. so we'll see. I, I would assume he'd play, but that would be the only one I would be concerned about. Yeah. Um and then the other side, it looks like everybody's gonna play except for um well Lazay Jones might not play, but other than that. Uh, and Horn is just so pivotal, man, because when he's out there playing and he's and he's locking up either a side of the field or he's locking up a premier receiver, right. that allows Dante to play in a much more natural alignment right. position for him. And and Dante has been playing some pretty damn good football um, since Horn's return too. So I really do hope that they can continue that momentum and get a get a nice game here together. Yeah, but it also means that Woods is going to give like a lot of legal hits and it's going to get called for um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, and stuff true. like that. So you know, silver. You know, I don't, uh, yeah. I hope we have a different officials uh, crew for this one, man. I good God Almighty. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Um, 
But <laughs> zebra's gonna be a zebra, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We're the Panthers, you know. Yeah, some, you just gotta live with it. Uh, I don't want to be like a "woe is me" kind of guy, but I'm with you. you know, we're the Panthers, yeah. so yeah. Um, we saw the amount of headshots that Cam used to take. Uh, so yeah, we did. So let's go uh, score some score uh, predictions now. <laughs> oh man, I don't like this at all. I don't want to do this. Um, I'm gonna say it's another. Fairly high-scoring game. God, man, I just don't think... I think the Jags have so much to play for. Yeah. And they're at home. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go I'm gonna go 23-21 um, Jags. Yeah. I think that's a completely rational pick, to be completely honest, man, because you look at this, and, and you're right. Even with C.J. Beathard, they are going to come up with an offensive game plan to limit his exposure. They know that the Panthers have a very good pass defense, right? Mm-hmm. I think we allow like the we're the best um, completion percentage um, limiting defense in the league. Like we allow like I think like fifty percent or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they know that it's already tough sledding and putting out a backup quarterback. They are going to be very aware of that, and they're gonna run Travis Etienne. And Travis Etienne is a very formidable back man. That's a good back. He's fast. Mm-hmm. He can present some serious problems. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. I think they would probably make an emphasis on that as opposed to the downfield shots that you would see with Trevor Lawrence in the game. Um, and I think that even though they don't generate a lot of pressure, they still know that we have a weak spot on our offensive line in the interior. Maybe you see Josh Allen move in um, in that two-eye technique. Maybe he's playing a little bit more on the inside to get an advantage of you know Kate Mays or Gabe Jackson or Bradley Bozeman. And so, honestly, man, with all of that just making it pretty easy to make a logical, rational pick, I'm going to go 27 to 21 Carolina. Carolina, oh, wow. Carolina, yeah. yeah. I, everything points to Jacksonville. And yeah. I'm I'm riding this high, man. Christmas is over, and I'm still a Christmas nut, so, like, you can see the lights twinkling behind me. Like, yeah. I'm going to ride the lightning. There's 12 days of Christmas, so I've got one more week of picking this and then blaming it on the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> I also think that Bryce Young is just going to have a really good game, man. I I saw that confidence in him, dude, and I, yeah. I'm serious about it. I really think that this is Carolina Bryce, and I think that he's going to keep putting it together. It's not some sort of one-game fluke because the Packers suck. And I, if the Packers suck, so do the Jaguars' defense. They're just as bad, if not worse, against the Packers. Correct. So if I'm going to use that as my rationale for why he had a good game, then guess what? He's going to have another one. Yeah, I mean uh, that that I think that Jags defense held the Falcons to what six six points or something. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's, let's relax. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. So I hope you might actually might be right because I picked the Falcons and then they and then the Panthers won. I picked the Packers. I picked the Panthers and the Packers won. And now I'm picking the Jags. Maybe the Panthers win. So actually, then I'm going to change mine. Twenty-seven to sixteen. I think we win by double digits. Wow. I actually really like it. Man, if I wasn't, yeah, I'm not going to change it. They're at home. Uh, you're you're home. a new dad, man. You got to start learning how to practice some patience and playing mm-hmm. within yourself. Don't always go yeah. crazy. Now, look, when yeah. you're when you're in my situation and your kid's a little bit older, you can be a little bit more of a gambler and a risk taker. Like, yeah. college fund will, will build back up. You know what I mean? <laughs> to be fair, if the line doesn't change very much, because it was plus six and a half, and I was like, it was, yeah. uh, and I should have taken it then, and I, I usually just wait till Saturdays to make my bet. Um, but I bet I bet it's with Trevor Lawrence being out, I bet it's gone down to like four and a half. Yeah. So I'll probably take the Panthers still uh, with the points. Um, but I don't think I can take them outright. 
No, I hear you, man. It's a it's a completely baseless thing that I'm picking here. And, <laughs> and I'm gonna be cheering like a like a idiot on Sunday. Also, DJ Chark revenge game. His first Bingo. game, he has uh-huh. this is his third. Last year he played the Jags, had 98 yards. This year he played the Lions, had a touchdown. This year he gets the Jags again. I'm gonna go 98 yards and a touchdown this year. I like that. Yes. Yeah, Bryce I'll probably take the 275 and two touchdowns. Also, and DJ Chark would be the DJ. DJ Chark made me uh, $150 on a $5 bet for scoring two touchdowns uh, last week. Appreciate you, DJ. You're you're feeding the baby. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, I I made a deal with Dietra, and I said um, I'd uh, I split all the all the uh, profits with uh, Chark yeah. Academy. So I've been nice. giving uh, half that. my profits to her. So I made. $30 on his first touchdown, 150 on his second, plus the expenses of losing my previous bets on him. So I send him 100 bucks. Um, so nice. hopefully I can send him even more money this week. Hell yeah. Let's go, DJ Revenge Game. Let's go, Let's DJ go. Revenge Game. <laughs> yeah, I want to see more of that dance, dude. He's got the best celebration dance in the NFL for me, man. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love oh, yeah. it. It just looks like pure, like, un- unfiltered fun. You know what I mean? Like, there's just everything just looks like it's a good time. Also, Adam Thielen, clock's ticking, man. I have you four over four and a half touchdowns. And you've had four touchdowns for like seven games now. I need yeah, one more, man. Funny. One more. Yeah. Jeez. He's killing right, so, me. So Bryce is going to throw two touchdowns. One to DJ and one to Thielen. The, yes. No, he's going to three. Two to DJ, one to Thielen. Okay, perfect. I love that even more. Yeah, and then I actually want, like, I wanted to, like, take some, like, uh, really big dogs. So, like, like somebody that's, like, low on the total. Somebody like a Sullivan touchdown. I might take a Sullivan okay. touchdown. Yeah, I like time. that. Yeah. I wonder where Tremble is on there. Tremble would be a good one. Yeah, I think Tremble is like shooting up. Like he was yeah. pretty. He was like plus. Uh, Sullivan's been consistently around like plus a thousand. Um, Tremble, I think when I saw him last, he was like plus five fifty or something like that. So uh, gotcha. they Vegas 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 pretty good about it. They, they've yeah, been there. Yep. Yeah, they're pretty smart. Um, all right, cool. Anything else you got to say, or you want to um, head on out so I can get back to my baby? That's it, man. You go do your dad thing. Uh, appreciate taking the time so that we can get this one out. Um, we'll we'll hopefully have it out tonight or tomorrow morning so that everyone can listen to it before the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it would be. I mean, all I do is I'll hold a I'll hold a baby in one hand and edit in the other. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> all right, man. Well, let's end it like we always do with a big fat keep pounding. Keep pounding. Get that W. Let's go, baby.